You're tuning in with your girl K. Hey, yeah, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my name? What's my name? Your mother know what you out here doing? Sounds like the answer for you is doing it doggy style. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. His girlfriend loves anal sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that furry temptress seems like she's calling your name. Straight up, you gonna get at least two dicks inside you. Put your hand on. Look at it. You want, you want some more? Rub it on in there. Boner is good. I want to talk about masturbation. You're tuning in with your girl Kay on Masturbating. I whips pussy. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com and use code BAITEN at checkout. That's BAITEN, B-A-I-T-N, at adamandeve.com. Use code BAITEN at adamandeve.com. I'm here at Sex Down South Conference. And I'm joined by Shamira. Hi. <laughs> and so it's a coincidence that we actually hit together at Sex Down South. I want to shout out my friend from school, uh, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> she what told me about you and on Instagram. I think an actual friend told her. Okay. And she tagged, well, she sent some of your videos to me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, let me go stalk her page. And I started stalking your pages immediately. So oh. let's shout her out. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so tell the listeners about yourself. So hello, listeners. My name is Shamira Howard. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a therapist, a sexologist in Louisiana. I have a private practice, Conquest Counseling, hashtag on the green couch. Okay. And I do have a green couch in my office. <laughs> <laughs> and um I specialize in sex and relationship therapy. So I see clients and help them deal with sexual issues. I help them oh have amazing God. sex and create their what? best fun relationships there. Okay, okay. Yes. So I wanted to do today is I have kids and I get this question a lot um, mm-hmm. from listeners in my email about like how to um, add intimacy um, or spice up relationships or sex yes. when you got kids or a child. I know it's hard, <laughs> so I wanted to just throw it out there. Um, like, what's the common complaint of couples that you get with who have kids or a child? We're not having enough sex. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like I see a lot of couples, and just like you, I have yeah. kids too. So you okay, kinda, okay, so yeah, you know yeah. how this works. We know and how it works. You know, then. at nighttime they'll come in, especially the four-year-old, and he wants to drink a gallon of water a night. Mommy, no. Water. So you know, you have to lock your doors. Yes. All of this, but. That's one of the most common complaints that I get from couples with kids is that they're not having enough sex. And so when we delve deeper into why they're not having enough sex, one of the bigger issues is because of the kids. Yes. Either they're too busy or some other issues. And I'm sure we'll get to some of the issues um, that some of the things that we're doing as parents with our kids that's um, stopping us from being intimate, especially sexually intimate with each other. Um, so we'll get through to that later, I'm sure, in the podcast. But that's the biggest complaint. We're not having enough sex. And then when we review it, it's because something's always going on with the kids. Yes. And we got to take care of these kids, right? <laughs> it's been like we, we put them first. Yeah. I think we put them first before our relationship. And, yeah. you know, we. I know this isn't the popular answer. So, listeners, don't send me all of this hate mail, <laughs> please. But when you're in a relationship 
your partner, especially if you're married, your partner comes first. Yes. You know, you take care of you first, of course, yes. but your partner, you have to make sure that you're straight and your partner straight and y'all have to be straight in order to take care of the kids. The kids should not be running the household. I think we forget that sometimes. We definitely do. Especially being, I guess, I don't know if it's more because of the, the women, mm-hmm. our yeah. mother instinct Absolutely. that we put that first and we yes. forget about our partner. Um, and I think the, I want to say males, they might get more stress or they have to be the dominant figure. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that get in the way. So the gender roles definitely yes. get in the way. Yes. Throw those gender yes. roles out the door. We need to start putting each other first. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, how can couples keep it spicy, I guess, when they have Yeah, kids? so that's another thing, right? We get into these relationships, we have kids, and then we stop having sex. Yes. And it's not that we stop, be, you know, being aroused or turned on or we stop wanting sex, but sex now becomes sometimes a chore, another thing to do, because we're running around with mm-hmm. school stuff, after school stuff. Then don't forget, we have work, we have our stuff, we have family stuff, we have friends calling us and all kind of stuff. And so... Yes. We kind of just go to sleep, you know, we <laughs> sleep how we sleep. We yes. sleep our big old jogging suits that we go to sleep in, sweatpants, <laughs> t-shirts. But so it's important for us to try to keep some passion in the yes. relationship. And I know with kids sometimes it's hard. They and are. a lot of people want to know, am I doing it enough or am mm-hmm. I doing it right? And what can we do? And I tell people, first thing you have to do is take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you have to figure out what passion looks like in your relationship. So... Every relationship is different. Passion looks differently in every relationship. So you and your partner have to actually talk. Isn't that something? Communication. You have to communicate. I keep saying that. It seems we like have to, Listen, we <laughs> have to sit down and have these conversations. Yes. Um, we have to talk about uh, frequency. How yes. often do you want sex? And Dr. Jess actually did a, a keynote yesterday, and we talked about frequency, and this is something that I talk about in my practice as well, where you sit down and you write, down you, you know you answer the questions how often would you want sex when do you want sex and then you switch lists and then you come to a compromise of what that might look like for that's you. something i have to do that and it's very helpful and people don't realize that we have to talk about sex we mm-hmm. talk about how do we keep the spice in the in the relationship we have to talk about sex and another thing she said is we've got to keep it interesting yep and sometimes we forget about that. We've, we've got to keep it interesting. We've got to provide the motivation for each mm-hmm. other to want to have sex with us. Just being naked, you know, is a great <laughs> motivator, right? But that's not enough not sometimes. Enough. Um, sometimes we have to do something. We have to do the things that we did in the beginning of the mm-hmm. relationship, like have sex outside, yep. have sex in the car. So that's the type of stuff that you want to do. Like thrill, what's fun, what's mm-hmm. interesting, what's different. What might she even mention? What might feel awkward to yes. you? You know, do that. If yes. it feels awkward, if you think it feels awkward, yeah. she said to do that. Oh, wow. And that actually, <laughs> yeah. So you probably think yeah, stuff running yeah, through your yeah, head yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff running through my that's head. And you awkward. know what? When you said things that are awkward or might make you you think that will make you feel uncomfortable to do it i've de- like i think i've mentioned in my podcast i think when somebody asked me like how did i like spice it up in my marriage um besides the car mm-hmm. and so on one of my episodes i told that we actually did something in one of the dressing rooms at a store that's amazing Dylan's so, dressing room yes. hello so <laughs> i was so scared or i would have never <laughs> thought i would have did something like that but it, it probably was awkward, great right but it was the best yes because it was it was realistic. It, yeah, it wasn't. It was. You could have gotten caught. Yep. You know, anything could have happened. People could have heard you. I don't know yes. if you're screaming or not, but, <laughs> but people could have heard you. Yeah. You know, so you have to to keep it spicy. You've got to do stuff. Yes. You can't just say, you know, hey, yeah, 
it's Friday night. Let's have sex. Yeah. Like, where, where's the motivation in that? Nothing. So maybe go to, you know, I'm not going to tell you to do anything illegal, but <laughs> be creative. Be, be interesting creative. with each other. Don't always just have sex in the bed. Yes. You know, so. Because be it gets boring. It can. And it's routine. It doesn't necessarily. And then you have to. You know, understand a lot of times we have a thought of what good sex looks like. Mm -hmm. You got to understand what that means in your relationship and understand that tired sex is good sex. I don't feel like having sex is good sex. Get behind me. I'm just going to toot it up for you so you can do what you got to do. It's good sex. So it doesn't have to be a production all the time. Mm -hmm. You just have to be in it for the experience. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking mental notes, y'all, because this is amazing, and I need to use some of this stuff myself. I mean, you could never be perfect, so right, absolutely, that's awesome. But we can always, you know, try something different. So you mentioned the issues. Let's dive into those issues mm-hmm. um, real quick before I go into my next question, because I think that's stuck in my head. Okay, you said some of the couples have those issues mm-hmm. um, and how to address those mm-hmm. issues. Can we dive into that a little deeper? Some of the issues. Um, for one, people still let their kids sleep in the bed with them. Mm-hmm. That's a big no-no. Mm. You know, a lot of us do co-sleeping, especially those of us who breastfeed. But even yes. if you're doing co-sleeping, the, the baby probably should not be in your bed. I know. Right? So there's co-sleeping devices and everything like that. You should start sleep training your kids early. Um, if your kid is four and your kid is still in your bed, um, that's not yeah. That's not good. That's definitely going to impede on the sexual intimacy. Now, before we even get into sexual intimacy, understand that intimacy is not just sex. Amen. There's several <laughs> different types of intimacy, yes. right? So, you know, there's mental intimacy. There's physical intimacy. Of course, there's the sexual intimacy. Uh, there's spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's how you connect with each other, what you do every day to show each other that their value seen and heard. Wow. So intimacy, a lot of people say intimacy. That's what intimacy means. I say intimacy is being seen, being heard, being valued, and then in turn seeing, hearing, and valuing. Oh. So that means you gotta actually pay attention to the yes. person you're with. That's kind of intimate, right? So if I know that you are, if you like warm towels when you get out of the shower, right before you get out of the shower, I'm gonna put that towel in the dryer for two minutes and bring it out, that's intimate. So all of your feel-good hormones are going to start going off, and then that's prob- that will probably get you closer to sex, right? Mm. But you've got to talk about what you like. you got to do that, and you've got to get those kids out of the bed. And then once you get them out of the bed, a lot of people worry about they're going to come in the room or we're going to make so much noise. Mm-hmm. So there's some tricks to that. Some people turn on their washing machine dryer. They'll put some shoes in the dryer with, in a pillowcase, yeah. turn the dryer on so you can have that. One of the... the biggest tricks is to turn the television all the way up that's what we do but uh, we yes. are like we are guilty of that that's great that <laughs> because i'm always great. like um they're gonna come in the room and you sometimes you just like okay with well, a lock on the door mm-hmm. so it just that was that's a good point yes. because you can't the lock enjoy is good. it definitely lock your door right <laughs> because a lot of children have been scarred <laughs> but definitely lock your door but if you're worried about them hearing you turn if you you know you screamer or if anybody <laughs> just makes a lot of noise turn the tv up turn the music all the way up mm-hmm. you can even get one of those little uh, bluetooth speaker boxes mm-hmm. and it you know amplifies the sound on your phone for like 10 bucks at a store or something and you can put that on turn the music up you know whatever type of music you like to listen to okay. put that on kids probably don't, you know whatever so turn something up make makes some out you know drown out the noise some people even use noise machines <laughs> so 
And then, you know, sometimes the kids do get clever and they do recognize what you're doing. But what's most important about this is you're not turning this on because you're ashamed of what you're doing. You're turning this on because you want to feel comfortable about doing it with your kids in the house. And if you're having conversations with your kids about sex, then it won't be as awkward. Mm -hmm. So I recommend people start talking to their children about sex. If you need a resource, Sex Positive Families, they have great resources on how to talk to your children about sex because you don't want to shame them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times we're watching television, and I remember when we were kids, when a kissing scene would come we had on, to cover we had to cover eyes. our eyes. Yes. Yeah, and so what did that teach yeah. us about sex? That teach us that, oh, we're not supposed to yep, see this, it's shameful. See, yep. is that, so we don't want to send that type of message mm-hmm. out. We don't want to send out the message that sex is shameful. We want to hug in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. We want to kiss in front of our kids. We want to spank each other on the butt in front yeah. of our kids and grab. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying go into a full sex scene in front of kids. I don't want, no, please don't do that. But what I'm saying is normalize pleasure, normalize touch, normalize sex in your households with your kids so that you will feel more comfortable and so that they will have the right attitude about what sex is and they'll feel more comfortable as well. And then they'll know how to show affection. Absolutely. I think that's the key too is because we're always, I guess, thinking back on us having to cover our eyes. Yes. um, We hid that intimacy Mm -hmm. or that affection. Come on. And (laughs) we hid it. So... As, a, as we grow up, we don't know how to show each other that because... Because we've we, not been taught and we've exactly, not seen it. we haven't seen it. And we it. had to go close our eyes. And, you know, there's... Sex is great. We're all sexual mm-hmm. beings. We're made from sex. Yep. So we need to start embracing it and stop being ashamed of it. Yep. And, and then, get those kids out your bed. Yep. And then, <laughs> too, I... Because I, I have a 14 and a 10-year-old. And I want to say my kids... I want to say my daughter. She's the youngest, the 10. When... She, I want to say she was in second or third grade Mm -hmm. she knew about sex she was asking little you know questions about it or kisses and stuff and like coming from the south you are you shouldn't be asking questions that you that young especially southern baptist yeah (laughs) and it taught me that if i'm not gonna teach my kids somebody else absolutely and guess what they're probably going to teach us some wrong information, yeah. some misinformation. And I know a lot of people think that teaching your kids about sex makes them more prone to want to have sex. There's no research that even supports that. It actually kind of delays mm-hmm. sex in, in children if they know about it because now they know about it and they get to make their own decisions about what they want to do and when they want to do. And depending on the age of your child, they probably know a mm-hmm. lot about sex already. Mm-hmm. So I recommend asking them what they already know when yep. you're ready to find out because they know asking them what they know but if you don't have that you know atmosphere already set up with your kids where you can discuss this they're not going to be honest with you yeah so you need to start doing that as well that's awesome i think it's important it's just funny just keep looking back that we have to start doing it in front of our kids because they won't know how to love their partner as they grow up they need to see that healthy exchange because Especially in black relationships, yeah. how many how many black relationships do you see where there's a healthy exchange or not that do you see but that are portrayed mm-hmm. with healthy relationship exchanges? We don't know what that look like. A lot of us don't. <laughs> and so if we want our kids to be well adjusted, mm-hmm. we have to be models for them in yeah. that way. We have to show them what intimacy means. That's amazing. And my husband does a really great job at doing yeah. that in our family. So, you know, my kids are always picking me flowers because they see him bringing me flowers. And they'll say, I bought you this or dad got this. And even so, I flew here, of course, from New Orleans. And I got in the room and I opened my bag to try and get some of the stuff out that I overpacked, of course. And I opened the bag and there was a card in there from him. 
So that's intimacy, yes. right? And I wasn't even expecting it. I was like, oh, he trying to. <laughs> all right, I see. But that's he does awesome. that type of stuff all the yes. time. And so people, hello, that's stuff that we can do. Um, that keeps the momentum going. That lets your partner know that, hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. Yep. Just a card. You could mm-hmm. get a 99-cent card. You could write a note. That's free. Yep. So it's not, you know, it's all about what you do and everything doesn't have to cost money how can couples with kids prioritize the sex and the yes first of all we have to understand that you know again we have to go back to what does sex look like in our own relationships what do we want it to look like and how do we get there and you can't get there with the thought just stuck in your head or the thought of you saying we don't ever have enough sex mm-hmm. you know there's a way to discuss that there's a way to describe that like hey you know I've been feeling really sexually, you know, afar from you, or I don't, you know, feel as close sexually to you. I'd like for us to start having more sex. Can we have sex tonight? Mm-hmm. So being very forward with what you want, stating your feelings, requests, um, you're stating your requests, des- well, stating your desires and making a request. That's huge, and that increases the communication in your relationship so that you know exactly what your you and your partner wants. First, you got to know what you want. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the main issues with, that I see with couples is they don't know what they want. They just know, like, I want, okay, what, so what does that look like? I don't know. We're just supposed to be. Why are you supposed to be? Because, every, no, what is so unique about your relationship? Mm-hmm. And so first, you got to understand, is sex a priority in your relationship? It, Yeah, definitely. Sex um, yeah. is a priority in our <laughs> relationships. It's a way for us to get closer, mm-hmm. especially intimately closer. It's a way for us to have different experiences and share with each other. Um, it's a way for us to exchange energy in the relationship. And so one of the main things is p- knowing that sex is a priority mm-hmm. and that's your um, portal to connection with each other. And you've got you to be sexual. Now, that does that mean you have to have sex every day? No. no. Some couples say somebody in the relationship wants sex once a week. Somebody might want sex once every two weeks. So you figure out what that looks like in your relationship. And then understand that there are alternative means to having sex. So a lot of couples want to they'll come in and they'll say yeah I think we should get a divorce because you know I want to have sex every week and my partner only wants to have sex once a month so we're not sexually compatible Mm -hmm. what does that even mean (laughs) right so first you've got to figure out okay if I'm not in the mood because of course you can always say no Mm -hmm. understand that if you're not in the mood what can you do Mm -hmm. how can you provide this sexual closeness there's mutual masturbation Mm -hmm. there's masturbation there's the you know let me turn so that i'm not saying to do that every time but understanding that there's alternative means there's also non-monogamy there's you know opening up the relationship that's mm-hmm. a really great option for a lot of people too swinging is an option mm-hmm. so there are so many different options to that one of the most controversial options that i get feedback from is scheduling sex yeah so like <laughs> i recommend couples schedule sex couples who want to have uh who want to become closer and they have a great connection already with each other Mm -hmm. and they're just struggling a little bit with sex because of these kids Mm -hmm. or because of whatever work because that's the thing too um scheduling sex do i mean take out your calendars and write it down and say look tuesday 12 15 we're gonna get it on meet me in the bedroom be naked (laughs) i'm not saying you necessarily have to do that but if that works it works what i'm saying is we schedule a lot of stuff we say stuff like, hey, I'm going to get my hair done mm-hmm. Thursday at 2. So we can do that with sex. We can say, hey, I know you're working a lot this week, but this weekend when I see you, it's on. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. That puts it on their mind. That's scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm at the mall. Come meet me in the Dillard's uh, dressing room. Yep. That's scheduling sex. That's awesome. It can be spontaneous, <laughs> yeah. too, right? So we, 
we have to prioritize sex. We have to know what sex sex looks like in our relationship, and we have to schedule it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we have to, but if that's what you need to do in order to make sure that sex is a priority, scheduling sex is a thing. And if some people, I see a lot of people, like I have clients who are doctors and lawyers and they're always busy. Mm -hmm. They have to actually sync their calendars together and say, and they actually pencil it in. And it works for them. And what it also shows, scheduling sex also shows that because everything else is important and Mm -hmm. I put it on my schedule, I'm going to put you here too because you're just as important as all this other stuff. That's awesome. Yes. That is amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I know we've got to stop looking at scheduling sex as this negative thing. Like, oh, my God, it's not spontaneous. Hey, this weekend, it's on. When mm-hmm. you come back from Atlanta, it's on. Mm-hmm. When you get off from work, it's on. Girl. After you get out the shower, it's on. That's scheduling sex. And people, now that you say it like that, you, it's it's looked at completely different. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. See? <laughs> I mean, first you say scheduling sets, and you be like, eh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to put you on my calendar. School. <laughs> <laughs> that's old school. But yes. saying, oh, when you get back, it's going to be out. Absolutely. You be like, oh, shit, when I get back. back. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, definitely. That is a great way to maintain the connection and prioritize, make sex a priority. Amazing. And I, I guess recently... And it's crazy because I've been married eight years with my husband, but we've been me together too. for Congrats. forever. But it took me this long to find out what makes me happy is mm-hmm. to be selfish mm-hmm. and what makes me happy during sex. Yes. That makes me enjoy everything. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I guess, you are, you're taught to satisfy that partner. Oh, absolutely. But when you are selfish, and like, I guess it goes back to you saying write down mm-hmm. what sex looks like to you so that way your partner knows absolutely because how will they know yes and a lot of people will say this we've been together for eight years you should already know what i like no we hey, can't read minds we don't read minds and you're a human and we change yes so that's why we can't only just have this conversation once a year we've got to have this conversation we got to do relationship check-ins yep after sex right yep. we've got to talk to each other like how was it yeah what did you like best about it what would you like to change? What didn't you like so good? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's how we improve because rela- the goal of every relationship is growth. And if we're not talking about it, we're not growing. And if we're not growing, then we're dying. And you're not at the same 18-year-old at 30. What you, you wanted at 18, me. you don't you want don't it at 30. 30. Well, you don't want it at 50. Because you're busy at yes. 30. At 18, you, <laughs> you were just a firecracker. Yeah, you was to school. You had no job. The you thrill. had so much was, time. Sex was so much of a thrill. Yep. And so now when you're 30, you got to yep. create that thrill. What cre- How do you create that thrill at 30, at 35, at 44, at 50, at 60, mm-hmm. at 80? Yep. People at 80 are having sex. You know, yep. more sex than a lot of people at 30. Not <laughs> saying that, you know, the frequency or the quantity of the sex that they're having is, you know, is, that's a big deal. But again we've got to know what sex looks like for us we've got to create our own sexual relationships and that's my motto create your own relationship well thank you thank you how can people who i guess follow you on social media yeah so i am on instagram at sexologist shamira and my practice is conquest counseling with shamira on facebook my website is conquestcounseling.com you can follow me by hashtag at hashtag on the green couch amazing i'm so excited (laughs) well i want to thank you you so much for joining us no problem i appreciate you. you so there you have it and remember if you're not masturbating then you're masturbating 
Until next time, I'm out. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com and use code BAITEN at checkout. That's BAITEN, B-A-I-T-N at adamandeve.com. Use code BAITEN at adamandeve.com. Like what you hear? Subscribe to my podcast. Have any suggested topics? Email your girl at masterb6 at gmail.com.